Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So I'm very excited to welcome back a dear friend of the show and two new faces to the show. Um, We have Mike Stein in the house, president of Lost Loggers and senior staff writer for DC Beer. Bobby Bump, the head brewer at Right Proper Brewing Company. And Ramon Santra. Santra. I'm so sorry. It's the easiest name. I'm like completely blank. No I, put my, I put my thing too far away from me. Um, but he is the creator and owner of Bar DC. This is a nightlife blog in DC that pretty much gets the scoop on everything before everybody else. Um, and of course, we have his amazing wife here, Joe, um, providing all the uh, backup support as well as uh, social media. So thank you all for coming in today on this uh, nice Sunday. Yeah, thanks for having us, Sarah Jane. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why I brought you all in, aside from the fact that you all have brought the best collection of beers that we've had in here for a while, um, was that you all started to do this exciting thing that I don't think I've ever seen before, and that was you all crowdsourced a beer. Correct. Correct. <laughs> for real, for real. We for real, really for did real. That. So, okay, okay, let's, let's, what, what does that mean? Break that down for, for someone who maybe doesn't know. Um, so basically what we decided to do was I, I approached Ramon um, at, <clears throat> at a release for um, Black Brew Movement, and I was just chatting with him, and I was like, yo, man, we should do a collaboration. Um, and he was, he was excited about it, and I was like, dude, we should totally do a poll um, you know, we should do a beer based on polls because that's kind of like one of his things that he does. So, um, you know, we kind of went with it and pulled Mike in cause Mike, you know, has the DC beer ties and we just wanted to get a well-rounded, uh, group of individuals answering these polls. Um, yeah. So for context, um, Bobby brewed a beer called Cuffing Saison. It was a collab between, uh, the site I write for dcbeer.com and Black Brew Movement, who are a group of young professionals uh, looking to bring more people of color into the beer world. Uh, that was really easy. So I interviewed them, and Bobby texted me and was like, yo, does Black Brew Movement want to make some beer? And I'm like, I'm sure. Let's, let, let me holler at them, and let's make this happen. And we did. And then at the release, uh, Ramon was there with his, with his beautiful wife, uh, and they were chatting Bobby up, and and Bobby was chatting them up, and the idea came about to make a collaborative beer, and Ramon does all these polls. So we were like, poll beer. This should be a beer, you know, made yeah. up by polls. Yeah, I mean, that's been a big part of Bard in D.C. on Twitter for the last seven years is I discovered this polling option. And I think five or six years ago, I started to do polls asking about what's your favorite bar in town, what's your favorite brewery, uh, and... Early on, you would get you know 15 people voting, and then after a while, it started spiraling uh, like upward. And 
I would do polls about tipping and really things that people are really interested in. And you'd get hundreds and hundreds of votes. Lots of people just chatter, chatter about really interested in the results and what's going on. And so Twitter polls have been a really big part of Bard in D.C. And I think it was brilliant, Bobby's suggesting, uh, let's do a, a collaboration based on that uh, because it's, it's, it's just a great idea. And so we've really ran with it the last month um, and gotten some really interesting feedback. Nice. Well, okay, so before we kind of dive into how this was done, um, Bobby, can you tell us a little bit about these two beers here that we're kind of co-drinking? Yeah, so <laughs> the first one we're drinking is Ravaged by Wolves. Uh, this is just kind of our, like, our side beer, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a Brett IPA, um, so it's fermented out with our our wild, our wild house culture. Um, it's got Equinot in it, the hops. Um, and then also mosaic, some citra, and comet as well. Um, it's delicious. It's dry. It's juicy. It's everything you want in an IPA, so highly suggest getting it. Uh, the other one is a beer that we haven't been released yet, but it's a lager. Um, it's kind of like copper, dark copper in color. Um, it's brewed with um, Pilsner malt, a little bit of uh, melanoidin malt, a little bit of carafa, just for like a tint of color, mm-hmm. and then it's got Hallertau Hersbrucker in it as well, uh, and then fermented out with um, Vine Stefan Lager yeast. Um, so it's basically it's essentially almost what one, um, which Team Saison won. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Hashtag Team Saison. That's right. Uh, so it's pretty close in what we would have brewed. It just doesn't have the rye component in it, um, and we probably would have bumped up the ABV on it a little bit as well. Um, so it's, you know, it's super crushable. It's basically an Amber Keller beer yeah. is what, what, what we were going for. Um, so it's pretty delicious. So that'll probably be out in another two weeks at the brew pub only. Though. Nice. So, well, thank you for, for bringing our first tasting beer slash our side beer yeah. to drink while we're tasting other beers. Um, so you got this idea. How did you start doing this? Like, what was the first question? How did it kind of start? What was the selection process? Ramon sent the questions via email first. So after uh, the Cuffing Saison release at the pub, um, I think Ramon was the first to get the email chain going and uh, was like, hey, what should we ask people? And he has like a very uh, vocal commentariat. Uh, like the, the Twitter followers out there are really loud and vocal. Um, so we we're like, yeah, we, we got to come correct. We have to bring legitimate questions to the people um and i think the questions that i wanted to ask were too long ramon obviously does all this polling so he knows like word count and how long the words should be and then you know we were like all right let's choose the flavor profile the hops um should we do a yeast poll should we not do a yeast poll and ultimately that was like you know it was like should it be an an amber copper ruby saison or an amber copper ruby lager and saison won um (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, Bobby, it, it was sort of, it was really a good collaboration on figuring out what the questions were. And Bobby, as the head brewer of Right Proper, he was like, yeah, I can ba- do a beer based on these questions. Whatever the answers are, we can do it. And the idea was we started out with appearance because that's the first thing when you pour a beer in a glass, what you see uh, is the color. And so we went with color. It was that was very contentious. It's the most voted poll, the first one. It started with clear, uh, more more pale, hazy, uh, which had a lot of very strong anti people, and then copper ruby, and then I think it was dark, mm-hmm. uh, just very like black, dark as night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hazy. It was really interesting to see. We had it up for forty eight hours. 
hazy was leading at some point, which is very polarizing, as you know. You know, hazy IPAs or any any kind of beer that's hazy, uh, it's got a lot of fans, but there's a lot of backlash on it. And I, I remember uh, uh, there started to be just a movement, maybe six hours into the poll. Let's vote for Ro- Copper Ruby, and, and let's get the, the people that like darker beer. Let's let's you know dark beer is not going to win. Let's bring our support behind uh, Copper Ruby, and that just happened, and uh, it ended up squeaking over Hazy, even though the people that supported Hazy <laughs> So were, wait, so the, yeah. the people that supported dark beer started to get shade, like, all right, you know this candidate isn't going to win, <laughs> yeah. so you need to throw your support <laughs> behind this candidate. It was, exactly. Okay, anybody see how this could... <laughs> Precisely what Okay, happened. great. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's almost like this happens elsewhere outside. Of yeah, beer. outside of beer polling. Exactly. Wow, shocker. <laughs> I mean, I, I really did think that Hazy was going to win that first poll. Same. Um, and I didn't want it to win. Um, so right. I'm glad that people went with a copper beer. And a lot of people were like, what's a good copper beer? I'm like, well, Raised by Wolves has a copper appearance. You know, like you can do anything with, with yeah. copper, really. I mean, yeah. essentially, you can still do pale ales. You can do IPAs. You, you know, you can do anything. I think just with Hazy out there now, people have gotten – People have forgotten what IPAs really used to be. You know, mm-hmm. like they're nothing like what people consider an IPA today. And it's, you know, so I'm glad Copper won just yeah. over Hazy. Yeah. I'm glad that squeaked out. Um, so yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I remember somebody, one of my friends on Twitter, is like, "Can you guys combine Pale and Hazy together, <laughs> and then we'll be number one?" It's like, no, that that's not how it works. So uh, nope. there was really. And we had, I think we had almost 1,500 votes for that first poll. And wow. people are really, really jazzed into it. And I wonder, you know, some people might be, they were, you know, you could tell from the first poll, people really wanted that, that pale or their hazy beer. And some people dropped off a little bit, but a lot of people were still energized. I mean, most of the people were still energized. But it was really, really amazing to see the sort of chatter about that. Yeah. And, and you all continued to <clears throat> ask questions as far as, like, you know, what adjunct do you want? And kind of continuing to narrow down what this beer was going to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The next the next p- f- poll was about body. Mm-hmm. So, and not surprisingly, I would say the n- not too light, not too heavy kind of one out because that sort of makes sense about more of the middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, and we just kept on going. We did we didn't set all the questions uh, the the choices in advance because we knew that people were worried. People told me they're worried about a Franken beer, right? They didn't want a yeah. Frankenstein beer being made though i know frankenstein was the doctor not the the, <laughs> not the monster, the monster. But, uh, he knows he knows yes i know that so we we would tweak the the, the choices as the questions got got out so mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be too crazy and i think it came out we had body uh what else did we do we did adjunct yep uh which rye came up and i think yeah. that was really interesting yeah. uh, and hops too hops yes hops abv um I think you know. maybe color was the most contentious, yes. yeah. but people were really throwing shade like, oh, you know, medium bodied. Like, look at this question. How could you have such a pandering question? Like people were really heated. You know, I mean, that's Twitter's the place for that, right? Yeah, so. yeah that's why Beer Me Radio <laughs> yeah. does not have a Twitter account. because I can't <laughs> stomach Twitter ever. Good, good for you. Good for not having it. Yeah. Well, also people, you know, a lot of people on Twitter, if they've homebrewed a beer before... 
they think they know, or they read a book before, they think they mm-hmm. know a lot more about beer um, than any than anybody on yeah. Twitter. Um, there are so many masters <clears throat> of beer on Twitter. It right. is we're <laughs> well, so lucky. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. brew it commercially. Yeah. I tweet about it all day. Okay? <laughs> I mean, but like the fact is, is like we didn't say how much rye we're going to put in, and we didn't say how many how much hops we're going to do. Like mm-hmm. so, we, we you know we left it a lo- like you know we allowed for their input, but we still had control to make sure that we did still produce a very tasty beer, you know, without, you know, having the trolls come in and try to dominate, like to make it the worst possible beer possible. Like it, w- it would have been impossible to create a bad beer because, you know, my job as a brewer is to execute something that tastes delicious, not, yeah. you know, yeah. you know not do the other exact possibility. And, and I think, you know, we're focusing on some of the negative comments and sort of the trolling, but there was a lot of positivity still. I mean, a lot True. of people were voting. We were getting hundreds of votes uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think we probably averaged eight, 600 to 800 votes per poll. That's amazing. And I think a lot of people are jazzed about this collaboration because it is actually uh, Barton DC's seven-year anniversary mm-hmm. next month. And I think... Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And mm-hmm. I think this is... Uh, I've done different events before, but they're just sort of low-key. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way of getting people... Um, some people have not yet been the right property, even though it's been actually open as long as... Almost as long as the... The, bur- uh, the bar in DC. Yeah. Hey, every listener in DC, if you've never been to Right Proper, yeah. we've done multiple episodes about how magical it is. Please just go. There's two <laughs> locations: one in Shaw and one in Brooklyn. <laughs> get to Brooklyn. Get to T Street, right across from the historic Howard Theater. I will plug Bobby Bump since I am not a Right Proper employee. Get your behind to T Street. Go have some delicious vittles served up from the, the kitchen. You know, the food's amazing. Bobby's beer is amazing. Get down there. They even have murals on the walls that mm-hmm. are amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. for you, for those of you that are uh, checked into the Line Hotel right now, like our prices too, like we keep our prices fair. We, you know, we, our beers range from 5 to $7, um, which you can't find, you know. Very modest. Beers in, in D.C. No. For, for around that. I just came from the Capital One Arena and it was like I dropped. 30 bucks, 35 bucks on two beers and a bottle of water. What were you seeing at the Capital One Arena? He's I being would, a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> I took my four-year-old to Disney on Ice. Hey, you're which being was a good like, dad. He turned to me. He was like, Dad, is this real? Am I dreaming? I was like, no. Aww. I was like, no, it's real. <laughs> We're really here. This is, and his mind was just <laughs> yeah. blown. That's awesome. I, but I you like dropped it. like $40 But I dropped beer. 40 yeah. bucks on two beers, a pretzel, and a bottle of water. Yeah. Oh, I paid 25 bucks for parking at the zoo this morning. So <laughs> <laughs> like, Bravo. Shout free, out to all yeah, the good parents. It's free to go to the zoo, but you got to pay 25 bucks just to get in or just to park. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that your son took you to Disney on Ice? That's what you told me before. Uh, yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. He took me. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's totally fair. Well, I'm happy you had that magical experience. It was magic. It was yeah. magic. Yeah. We, um, I did see they had like a Heavy Seas Pounder Pills. So okay. got one of those. And then, of course, you know, Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. And there's the Capitale, which is like the Caps beer. So I had one of those. That's really encouraging that Caps have, One Arena has that... Uh, has all that local beer. Lovely. Finally, yeah. I saw some some heavy seas beer in there because it was just all macro lager for so and nothing against that. Time and a place for every beer. Yeah. But consistency is great. Right, yeah. right. Brew it the same every time. But um yeah, and then Devil's Backbone, you know, that's Jason Oliver who started at Gordon Biersch in DC. Mm-hmm. Like that's my guy. I've made beer with him at Devil's Backbone. Um, he also loves right proper beer. I should say. I texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, drinking your beer at Capital One right now." <laughs> I was Aww. like, "Glad it's good." <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, but there's obviously a, a ton of uh, camaraderie amongst the brewers. It's a yeah. familial, right? Like that's. I mean, that's the beauty of DC for beer and restaurants. Um, and for those of you just tuning in, I'm sitting down with Mike Stein. He is the president of Lost Loggers, senior staff writer at DC Beer. Uh, Bobby Bump is the head brewer at Right Proper Brewing Company, and Ramon Santer, he is the uh, founder and creator of Bard in DC. This is a nightlife blog in DC. So before we get back to this crowdsourced beer, I want to talk a little bit about Bard DC. Um, so you're coming up on your seven-year anniversary. What do people need to know? So we came up with it in March 2013. The okay. idea was... And you're like a lawyer. Well, a lawyer. So it's sort of a play. My wife, Joe came up with the name as sort of a, a pun of being a lawyer. That's mm-hmm. been really funny. I, I remember one time someone making complaints about the DC bar uh, <laughs> tweeted at me and complained. I have to tell him, no, I'm not the D.C. Bar Association. I write about bars in D.C. Although so, I did ask him if... Yeah. if Although I've like, taken the D.C. Bar. Yes, I've taken it. I am actually I am barred in D.C. I yeah. am barred in D.C. So I am a barrister. Yeah, one barrister, yes. Um, so the idea was originally, I had been, I think I was bored at training one day, and I had was like curious how many bars I've been in D.C. And this is back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And once I got to 225, I said, maybe I could do something with this. And yeah. so my idea was I was just going to write literally a review of every bar I'd have been to. And I think I got to bar number eight. Uh, my wife said I'd be, I was being way too negative in one because we wanted people to like us. And two, <laughs> it was just boring and repetitive to write the same uh, same article about uh, about bars and so i started uh the big thing i started was looking at abra's website the mm-hmm. alcohol beverage and regulation administration oh man yeah. i spent so many hours yeah. in that building just <laughs> treasured memories it's, it's it's amazing yeah and for some reason i felt the the food media in dc it wasn't looking at their website because i was learning so much about yeah. new li- bars opening bars getting their liquor license suspended bars adding roof decks uh, sidewalk cafes and all that stuff and so mm-hmm. I started writing about it yeah. uh, no one really read it for the, la- the first two years I probably had 500 Twitter followers for the first two years but almost seven years now we're almost at 10,000 Twitter followers Wow! and so it's just been just writing observing the scene in DC about how it's grown and the new spots that open specials at bars breweries like right proper opening mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really gener- energized a lot of folks because I do, you know, and I also credit other journalists. A lot of people, you know, sometimes don't do that. And so if, you know, Laura Hayes is a great writer for the City Paper, writes a story oh, phenomenal about writer. the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tweet out the article. I'll, you know, I'll tag her on Twitter. Anytime, you know, uh, Tierney Plum for Eater writes yeah. something, I'll, mm-hmm. uh, something, you know, it's just a great community. I think journalists have, you know, sometimes journalists are so- somewhat skeptical of Amateur, I mean, uh, fake, sure. fake journalist. I'm <laughs> fake news. I mean, I'm actually a fake journalist. So uh, I think they sometimes skeptical about that because they feel uh, they might be taking you know something away from them credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've I've really my focus has been trying to bring everybody up. Let's let's uh, bring attention to people. Rising who are tide, right? Exactly, and so without but, without any kind of financial incentive. I mean, it's yeah. not like you get free drinks. No. You don't get you know you're not people aren't you know pitching you to say hey here you go like you know can you post this on your blog? 
you know, you do it just because you, you appreciate the, the local businesses. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know. Well, the $350 of ad re- revenue in about seven years <laughs> is very corrupting. Wow. So, I can never figure yeah. out where you're. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, I've retired from the law. You guys. <laughs> I, I gave up being an attorney. Yeah. The yeah. influencer, you're just. Exactly. No, but I have to say, so, um, so credit to Bard in D.C. Um, you know, Ramon is, is a killer, like. I mean, journalist, I could say, quote unquote, journalist, but he really is. And so, um, you know, full disclosure, uh, I have written for City Paper. Uh, Mm -hmm. Laura Hayes is an amazing editor. She's edited my stuff. I've done some great work with her. But Ramon is really getting after it. Like Bard in D.C. is for the culture. Like they are the culture, you know, so it's like. No, and you're a great, you're a great writer. Although if you were a lawyer and you weren't a great writer, then I'd have a little little worried. What kind of lawyer are you? (laughs) But like really like so, you know, for for Bobby. Um, and I like we we love we both love making beer, mm-hmm. but you know Bobby's in the brew house every day, and but he also has a great following on Twitter, and he loves following the culture that surrounds beer, and so then for him he was like, Mike, like let's get more people who are not brewers in the brew house. Yeah, yeah. boom! Like here comes this beer, like you know. Bobby also has a great presence on Instagram. He's like oh, one yeah. of my favorite people oh, to yeah. follow on Instagram. As long as you're not like a vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. It's like smoked <laughs> it's like smoked me. meats, adorable child eating a bunch of food, cool recipes, cool beer. Like that's your Instagram. Yeah. It's like the best Instagram I've ever followed. I've tried to post less because I, I don't want to look like you know, why? I don't know. It's just you're not all, posting you know, like it's ridiculous. It's all brisket all the time. Like, when do you make beer? Yeah. It's all smoked meat. Yeah, I, I hadn't yeah. met uh, Bobby. I met Mike, Mike a couple of times before, but then at the collaboration event last month. But we've talked so much on right. Twitter. He yeah. is always uh, revealing a little bit about beer culture, about brewery life, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so we've interacted a lot. I've retweeted him, and so it was great. He was. We were so excited to meet. It was awesome, and yeah. so yeah. that's why this. I'm so glad to be working with Bobby and Mike on this. It's awesome. I also appreciate that Bobby. You and don't take this the wrong way, but you know you're honest with what the brewer's life is yeah. like, mm-hmm. right? This isn't some yeah. like glamorous thing where you just get to go around and drink a bunch of beer. Like no. <laughs> brewing is what. 80% cleaning yep. and, you know, 10% waiting for something to boil. And 10% just and then trying 10%, to track down where my deliveries are. From, exactly. From carriers. So, <laughs> it drives me nuts. You know, I think it's I think it's good for people to see that, like, brewing is really freaking hard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a blue-collar job, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, we're not sitting around smelling hops all day and, like, looking at grain and things like that. Like, literally, like playing with bleach most of the time or like we're cleaning <laughs> tanks and things of that nature I mean, mm-hmm. scrubbing floors um yeah. it's you know and we have to do it every single time i mean we're working in humid environments and mold is you know obviously a factor so it's like we've got to control that and yeah. the only way you can do that is by cleaning it all the time so my house is a disaster because i spend all my effort <laughs> at work you know like but, um, I feel like if you did a brewer's ad, it'd be like, do you love parasitic acid? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do you love just right. just being a budget whiz because none of us make as much money as we should? Come on down to brewing. Like, no. Yeah. 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 No, I remember like the the first time I got to do a commercial brew, like there was a solid like two hours where I'm just like, all right, what do we do next? Right. Yeah. And he's like, we get to yeah. s- we get to wait and just like monitor this boil. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Or, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm taking mental notes right now because I've, yeah. I've never brewed a beer. I mean, yeah. I've been to plenty of breweries, done mm-hmm. so many tours. 
uh, but we are. We were just talking before about scheduling our brew day. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to tr- try to do it either this week or next week. Uh, right. I mean, it's going to be pretty exciting because we're trying. We're aiming for a release party. Uh, I think the March twenty March twenty first around there, give or take a week. Okay. Um, and so. Uh, really excited for that. Um, I'd love to tie it in with your seven-year date. I don't know if that's possible. Oh, it's definitely that's what we're something. No, we're doing that. Yeah. That's we, so. We, yeah. What was the what was the final beer decided? Right? Like, what was the what's the yeah. final style? What's the final adjunct? Every aspect. What was the final thing? Go that ahead, you decided? Bobby Ramon. Go ahead. What's the yeah. final? Well, beer? so Mike's team lost loggers, and so Mike lost big time. Oh, you know. burn! <laughs> but, uh, I need some ice for this burn. <laughs> But uh, Team Saison won, so we're going to brew a Saison based on all the, you know, all the polls that were, were taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't developed the recipe yet, but recipe doesn't take very long. Um, and I'll, I'll obviously pass that along to you two as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Saison. The, so the appearance is copper ruby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a not too light, not too heavy, balanced body. Uh, old world hops. Um, okay. I forgot. The, for, I mean, Mike might know the hop. Uh, it was. I think it was Tetternong, um, uh, Hallertau. Te- te- yeah, te- te- German te- te- hops. Yeah, yeah. German te- Nang, Hallertau, German Germans, hops. We, we actually did the, the people were. I think De- uh, Bill Bill Devon was kind of deriding us on that a little bit about. He was busting our chops. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Bill the, Devon from formerly of DC Beer was vocal about something. <laughs> Can you believe it? Editor Shocker. Emeritus, yeah. Bill DeBond, yeah. who has yeah. hung up his yeah. editor uh, yeah. you know, boots. Yeah, totally. He's still, he's still trolling on Twitter a lot. So, so uh, then we did uh, Adjunct, and we did, I think we would, went with Rye. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yep. over Candy Sugar. We were hoping for Candy Sugar because that would make the color easier. Well, right? Rye actually plays in well with oh, the great. color. It'll contribute. Great, great. Know, it'll contribute. Uh, and then we asked, uh, do you want a wild card? So we were thinking about a citrus fruit peel. Um, and people was like, no, we don't want any more. Like, <laughs> we're, no. good. we're good. We're good. We're good. Wait, people showed restraint with adjuncts? Yeah. They did? That's yeah. hopeful. That's exactly. really hopeful. There were a lot the of people. It was very eye-opening. You know? yeah. the, the whole process, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, people you know, did people not want adjuncts. People still like normal tasting beer. So exactly. this is going to be kind of like a rice saison with like a Goldilocks body. Not too heavy, I like not it. too light. Right. I like it. Goldilocks. Boom. Even the ABV, it's we uh, we had different mm-hmm. ranges, higher to lower, mm-hmm. five point one to six point three, which is a very you know a little higher than sessionable, but yeah. it's definitely just like a middle of the road ABV that that was topped by far. So that's so yeah. restrained. I'm exactly. like I'm so proud of the general it's public. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, so I think um, so at the cuffing saison release, Ramon was like, oh my wife loves saisons. Like it'd be great mm-hmm. to make a saison, but he still put it out to the you know polling twitter public like hey what should we brew and it wasn't just like style it was like how strong should this beer be should it be 3.5 to 4.9 should be 5.1 to 6 like 6.5 to 7 7 to 10 and people voted for the 5.1 to 6 like wow i mean it's amazing if we were in the 3.5 to 4.9 range i think i would have Try to push for that was my yeah yeah I was pushing hard I was like low ABV low grandpa beer grandma beer let's do it that's like right up right at right proper's alley too you know we're not known for doing beers above like seven percent so yeah yeah diamonds for coat and champagne one of my all time favorite Berliner vices for that that purpose exactly man well what is this uh, new beer beer you just poured us Uh, so this is Baron Corvo Mm. it's pretty much a it's a beer to guard mm-hmm. um so it's obviously amber in color um or more like copper i guess copper in color Beautiful. um 
we age it in one of our fooders for about six months as well. Um, so it helps, you know, this is also brewed with Brett, so there's some Brett character as well. Uh, gives a little bit of funkiness, but it's basically, in my opinion, it's kind of like you know, like uh, caramelized sugars. Hold up, plums. Bobby. What is a fooder? Yeah, thank you. Pray tell. Thank you, Mike. A fooder. What's Come a on, guys. What? <laughs> uh, so a fooder is basically a large wine vat, wooden wine vat. So this is a French oak fooder. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, it's used in France to you know age wine for extended periods. Um, and so we got ours, and we put beer in it. Um, so, so I, I because think it's so large, you're getting less oak content, right? So it's a little more right. mild in flavor because mm-hmm. it's French oak. Right. It's not as aggressive in flavor. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, so gotta, so we get you know like through. and so the bugs the the brett and the you know there's a little bit of lacto in there but it's not mm-hmm. not a, an acidic beer, um, but it'll actually you know stay in the wood. So if we transfer it out, the wood actually acts as a food source for um, for the brett to kind of like naturally um, stay. Keep it, keep it a culture, basically, inside the, the, the fooder. Um, so it's always going to be a Brett character associated with, with this with this fooder that we use. Yeah. So. This is a, this would be a fun food beer for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's jammy. It's, you know, it's kind of almost like, you know, it's got like a little bit of like fruit roll-up character. Like, yeah. it's... I know. Pretty, I want some foie gras with this. ASAP. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? I think, honestly, I think this is our... This is one of my personal favorite beers uh, that we do at Right Proper. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like if you're a wine drinker, this is like the perfect beer for pairing with food, but also just, you know, if, if you don't like beer. It's a good gateway you know, beer. Totally. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a good cross between, you know, it's like a hybrid beer, you know, yeah. a wine beer hybrid, you know. This is the beer for people who say they don't like beer. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an easy crossover from the wine world. And then the crazy thing about fooders, the fun fact, uh, uh, fun beer history fact yes, that I'm just going to drop that nobody asked for. Back in <laughs> oh, Victorian, it. here it comes. Back in Victorian England, there was an oak vat, a wooden vat that was so large, they had a dinner party inside of it. So it was in a, it was in a <laughs> London porter brewery. This is true. This is not uh, apocryphal, not beer myth, beer okay. fact. They built a wooden vat. It sounds like a wine thing, though. Well, yeah. Like, so it, it was massive. Snob- like- <laughs> yeah, well, of course, like, you know. I guess it's in England, so that makes sense. I mean, for, like, everyday schmucks like you and me, we wouldn't have been in this vat eating dinner, like a seven-course <laughs> dinner. We would have been, like, down in the docks, like, hey, governor, all right then, let's have a pint. <laughs> right, like, do Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the accent. But, yeah, so really they made wooden vats so big, they had a multi-course <laughs> dinner inside these vats that were then used to age porter. Like, so you mean like really gimmicky tasting menus are nothing new? That, that's what they've been around <laughs> since amazing. Victorian England is what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Got a flight of that. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that fun beer fact. Um, so before we sign off, you guys had mentioned that the beer will hopefully be released around late March, March 21st. Yeah, March 21st around there. That's yeah. what we're aiming for, which is good. we leave for Japan on that following Monday. So we want to... <laughs> Make that beer happen before. Yeah, so. yeah. Wait, you two, both of you are going to Japan? Me and Bobby, just me yeah. and Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> you my and Bobby have bonded so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just over Twitter polls. It's amazing. <laughs> no, my wife, Joe, and actually a couple of our friends were going to Japan. Okay. With Cherry Blossom. It's going to be great. That's so we got to awesome. send them off. Follow with... Ramon on Twitter, too. Like, he goes on all yeah. these travel vacations that brewers don't go on. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's nice to look We were just in Tahiti, yeah. and they have this beer called Hanano. It's okay. basically like. So, kids, when yeah. you think about what you want to do for a yeah. living, yeah. <laughs> brewing sounds really fun, but you should 
really be a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. Or no, you can become a scientist and you can yeah. become a QA manager for a brewery. They get yeah. paid you know, decent salaries. You know, science is important. That's great. Yeah. So work for the government too. They give you a lot of vacations. Yeah, and work for the government, stuff like that. No. My husband and I met in culinary school and we always joke, like, if we ever have kids, they're never going to fucking culinary school. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Bobby, you got anything fun coming up at uh, Right Proper? Uh, yeah, we definitely do. Um, we're actually really excited. We're about to release a new core beer of ours, uh, which is going to be called Little Wit. Little Wit. L-I-L Wit. Oh, Lil. Lil, Lil Wit. Is there going to be an apostrophe? Yes. Cool. There is. Um, <clears throat> and it's a wit beer. We brew with um, you know pretty, pretty classic grist, which means grain. Um, and we add some juniper berries because we're you know we're, we're kind of known for using like juniper berries in a lot of our beers. Oh yeah. Um, so it'll it'll include like as the spicing it'll be juniper berries, orange peel, um, and coriander as well. Nice. So it's got like our little twist on it. Um, you know, ferment it out with wit yeast, ferment cold to kind of help produce some more clove driven nesters and things of that nature. Um, but we're super stoked, and also we're going to be at the Nets Stadium this year at District Drafts uh, with Raised by Wolves, Lil Wit. And we also did a, um, a, a Senate lager, a historical ale or lager for uh, Hyrick House. And that too is going to be at the stadium this year. Very cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to, so definitely, you know, look for right proper beers at the stadium and around DC. Um, yeah, right your, proper, you can get you anywhere. Know. You get right proper Whole Foods. Good. Oh yeah. I definitely <laughs> should. It. I definitely bought it there too. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, yeah. Mike, you've got some exciting stuff coming up with uh, HopFest, right? Absolutely. So DC Beer will be at HopFest. This is the sixth annual HopFest. So it's a beer fest that benefits the Brewers Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike other beer fests that might benefit, you know, the Catalina wine mixer or what have you. Uh, this, <laughs> this fest is for DC Brewers. It benefits the DC Brewers Guild. Um, so if you go to Eventbrite, just type in um, HopFest and you can get there. Um, so the Hotfest is Saturday, March 14th from 12 to 5 at the D.C. Brow Brewing Company at 3178 Bladensburg Road. But if you just Google D.C. Brewers Guild Hopfest, you'll get tickets. Yeah. Um, D.C. Beer will be there. Follow us at D.C. Beer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, shout out to Brandy Holder, who's making fantastic social media for D.C. Beer. Shout out to Richard, our publisher. Jake Berg, our editor. Um, Shout out yeah. to Mike Stein. Yeah. 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 Senior, senior writer. Honestly, I, bet I was at HopFest last year, and it was such a great event. Mm. You've got a great representation of a lot of local breweries um, and some breweries that are a little outside of the D.C. area. Black Narrows from Shinkatig was yep. there. Josh Chapman. Yeah, Josh Chapman was mm. there last year, yeah. bringing, pouring some amazing yeah, brews. Yes, so this year we're going to have um, the Hop Festival feature Dynasty, which is mm-hmm. uh, out in Loudoun County, but Fabio Garcia is the head brewer there. And Fabio started with... Uh, Bardo Brewing back in like the late 90s, as well as with Jonathan Reeves, who's the master brewer at Port City. Um, so it's a great chance to talk to the brewers like literally right there. And at yeah. most fests, you don't really have time to chat the brewers up. Um, those brewers were at uh, the Chop House last DC Beer Week, and Bobby posted it. Uh, I don't know if it was Twitter or the Gram. It was oh, like yeah. Fabio Garcia, Jonathan Reeves, and Bill Madden. It was like, here's 75 years of brewing experience from, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know, 99 to 2019. It was like almost a century of brewing knowledge in these three, you know, Fabio, uh, Jonathan, and Bill. I mean, that is unique to our scene. We don't get to nerd out on our scene a lot because we're humble. We're like close to the earth, salt of the earth people in D.C., but mm-hmm. we, we really have that experience as well. 
No, I don't know. Maybe Sometimes not. maybe we DC ego trip are way not, too much. I was like, no. I was like, uh, Power City. Yeah, I don't know. DC's well, the beer scene is egos. Nancy. You know, yeah. it's, it is. A, it's a a newer scene, so I, I get what you're That's saying, it. Mike. Yeah. I'll yeah, the, say I'll save it for you. Thank but you. But it's a thank good. Thanks. It's a good, like planned out, good festival. There's food. There's you know, everything's kind of thoughtful. It's, it's well really planned good. Out. Yeah, the fest yeah. benefits, you know, the D.C. brewing scene, right? Yeah. I think that's it. Um, local business, you know, for the city. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. Well, Which is also, you know, why I, I reached out to Ramon when he was at the brew pub is that he's, you know, when he's doing these bars, he's supporting local businesses. Absolutely. He's not, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not fucking talking about Wawa or any of that shit. I don't know, man, the TGI Fridays <laughs> posts. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, no. I've got so many listeners. Who I'm, not, Wawa. Come I'm not. On, a man. Wawa. I'm not. A, well, you don't have Twitter. Are they sheets? People My Twitter or no? is Mike Stein. <laughs> Beer made clear. That's oh, it. Come on. Don't yeah. hate. Don't hate on Wawa. Are you a sheets person? Is that why? No, nah, I'm oh, okay. a. I'm a Bub and Pops person. Oh yeah. I'm a, you know, yeah. Like, I'm a. <laughs> you're that's a brisket a, in the backyard, dude. It's just Bub and Pops. That's that's a great. Some of it's a great spot. You know? Yeah. There's, like there's. Shout out Sunday. to Bob We don't need to get into sandwich Twitter. I am doing a sandwich uh, post pretty soon, though, for Bard in DC. So thanks oh, for the you're tip. Doing a, you're All doing right. a sandwich post? <clears throat> yes, I love sandwiches. Oh, I'm a yeah. follow yeah. Bard yes. in DC. He's got like tons Maggio of Lardo's from East. Have mm. you guys, have you, did, did you get that yet? I haven't yet. Okay. Shout I'm, out to Maggio Lardo's. Maggio Lardo's only open 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., five days a week. And yeah, it's got Capitol the best Hill. Capitol Hill. It's got <laughs> yeah. the best Italian sandwiches in all Slumer- the district. Slumeria. Oh, I heard, I I heard that's good. Check it out. Mangelardo is like meatball, fueled. Meatball. I worked at Pineapple and Pearls for oh, a yes. while. Yes. They fueled Pineapple oh, and Pearls. Yes. There you like, go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, and then Ramon had a great post uh, about them talking about like how back in the day these G-men, these like federal agents, would go for sandwiches. Yeah. I was at Library of Congress last week. Mm-hmm. researching for a colleague in New York and he's writing a book about a New York senator but I found all these FDR papers and there was no Mangiolardo's mention in FDR's papers but I was like man like these like agents that worked under FDR were like straight up in this deli ordering these of sandwiches course, like yeah. it's yeah. such a slice of DC history you know oh, man. local history and supporting local biz you know which makes the neighborhood better which keeps yeah and for the record, I don't have a thing against Wawa in, in general, it, but it's like if you know yeah. if I'm on a car trip or something, yeah, sure, I'll yeah. stop at Wawa. But yeah. like, I prefer that you know, like when Wawa comes into DC with these rents, it's like all it's yeah. going to do is drive up other rents for these local shops, and then it and it just drives them out, you know. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's all DC looks like Columbia Heights. Yeah. I thought you said yeah. you liked the Taco Bell Cantina, though. Oh, oh never. God. Don't, <laughs> Don't get me started, you man. You can't hate on Taco Bell on the show. I no. love Taco Bell. I'm so sorry. No, but that's that's no secret. I mean, like, again, I'm, I'm going to bring up City Paper and Laura Hayes' work. Like, those businesses have been run out by other businesses that have the, the capital to do it, right? So that's nothing yeah. new. Like um, that fish shop on 8th Street, right? Oh, Horse and Dickies. Horace and Dickies. 30 years, yeah. Horace and Dickies. But they have, they have two other locations. Well, yes, a, but the original well, location the family is does. The family does. does. And yeah. it's because of rents. It's just, yeah. you know, and I, I know DC is a city and we benefit from that, but like. No, you know. I lived on 8th Street for a while and like it's amazing how it's just like turn and burn, yeah. turn and burn. I mean, my all time favorite restaurant in all of DC, bar none, is Florida Avenue Grill. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Bar none. Yeah. And yeah. it is one of those places where it's been open since, what, 1944 or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. And you go there and your life is like, eh. And then you eat a meal and you're like, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> right? like, that's how. But it's because how... it's still reasonable prices, good quality. Yeah. And you know it's going to yeah. be on the chopping block because, because of that. I know. It's yeah. terrifying. There was a moment there where it did almost close down. Right. And I actually like 
when I saw that online, I almost cried. I did cry. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is my beef with these corporate yeah. Yeah. entities yeah. coming into town. No, yeah, no, I get like, it. Yeah. I, I get remember it. when that brewery set up shop across the street from y'all oh, yeah. and uh, out of town. Right. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. let's stop talking. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, actually, the, the timing works out because we got to sign off here. Um, but thank you all for coming in. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to see this crowdsourced beer. Yes. I'm excited to taste it. Um, thank you all for, for coming in, and thank you, Bobby, for bringing all these amazing yeah. beers, getting us a little, you know, day buzz. Of course. That's what um, Sundays are for. That's what Sundays are for. You can't be day drunk if you don't start drinking in the morning. Right. So That's it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you all. This has been uh, Beer Me Radio on Full Service Radio, uh, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams, Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.